0: Welcome back to the Learned to Grace podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Whitney. We're so glad you joined in to listen today. Be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday and we would love to have you join in to listen to future episodes. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapters 21 through 22, but to pick up where we left off last week, let's quickly recap what we saw in 19 through 20.
1: In the last episode, we continued to talk about God's laws. This included the first fruits and dabbling with the supernatural. And this inspired a good discussion on the supernatural and what that world might look like. Oh, yeah. It was good. You should listen. <laughs> we ended the episode with reading and discussing the punishments for breaking God's
0: laws. Yes. Which was also quite good. Quite interesting. If I do say so myself. <laughs> it was quite interesting. It was. So today's episode we're going to be talking about we've kind of moved from um, so we remember in the beginning episodes we had like the rituals and then it went to the purity and then it went to the priests and then no I got that backwards. It was priests and purity then the day of atonement then purity priests rituals on the back end of Leviticus. So we're past the day of atonement. We've kind of gone past the rituals now we're here talking about the priests. Yeah. So in the Last couple of chapters, we've been talking about what makes somebody clean versus unclean. What to do in in order to get clean again, you know, certain animals, certain dead bodies, things like that. Things that you can't eat, things that you can't touch, things that you can't do, um, that would make you ritually ceremonially unclean. So in chapter twenty one and twenty two, we're talking about. Specifically the priests, um, the same things that make the lay people, I guess, would they mm-hmm. be considered lay people? Yeah. Unclean and clean, similarly make the priest unclean and clean. So like if they come in contact with a dead body, somebody who has a discharge, somebody who has leprosy, like whatever, mm-hmm. they are too also considered ceremonially unclean and cannot yes. fulfill their priestly duties. Correct. Right? You're okay. getting sent home early. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so in chapter 21, we're talking about the holiness and the priests, specifically what they can do in their personal marital lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So 21, the first half of 21 is talking about the priests who are not the high priest. Right. And who are not going to be a high priest. Correct. Because it's the sons of Aaron, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just talking this out because I have absolutely no idea. So we have Aaron. Yes. And then he has four sons. Yes. Well, minus two. Mm -hmm. And then who becomes high priest? Would it be the oldest one?
1: You know, I don't really know. To me, I think I want to say that makes sense, but only that's like the hierarchy of what I would think. And like, you know, even like in Genesis, like it was supposed to be the oldest child that got the the, firstborn. Yeah, remember the the, the inheritance? So you would think that that's how it was, but I don't think we have. At least I don't officially know. But to me, that would make the most sense. Whoever met all the qualifications. Yeah, and say you had, you know, one son who was. Older and one son who was younger. They both met the qualifications. The oldest son would be the next in line, would be my assumption.
0: But I don't really know. I'm looking it up. Okay. Through <laughs> heredity, he was Moses' elder brother and was declared high priest by God. Later, the high priests were determined through heredity, as they were male descendants of Aaron, the position was for life and was only passed on after the death of the high priest. Okay, that doesn't tell me anything. No, because I don't think there was like an official
1: whatever but that's the way that i would think because that's how you know like i said how everything was always done the oldest got the blessing or the inheritance yeah. or whatever because remember the whole jacob esau thing was a big deal because jacob was the second born yeah i mean and technically speaking so was eyes i
0: No. oh well, i guess technically of speaking of abraham mm-hmm. because we have um what's his face ishmael ishmael yeah they call me ishmael how is a high priest selected? This is from that chad bag. The awkward. Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> That's how. Whoever fits the robes.
0: Right? That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. You're too fat. You're too fat. You, you are not the high priest. Oh, no, no, no. Describes a high priest as one who is the greatest from among his brethren.
1: Well, qualifies you to be the greatest.
0: Ideal candidate for high priest has all these qualifications. In fact, he should be greater than all his priestly brethren These areas, wisdom and piety. The natural heir to the position is his son, or if he has no son, the next closest substitutable heir, suitable heir.
1: Yeah, so it's probably the same as like it would be to be whoever inherits a throne, I bet.
0: the person was qualified. Oh, there is no sitting high priest today. So hereditary secession isn't a non issue. It's the Pope. No, this is a Jewish site. Was kidding. (laughs) It doesn't say i want to say that it's seniority seniority, realistically realistically but if there was no suitable heir they would have to go with whoever's next a cousin but really i feel if it was destined by god god would tell the high priest hey it's not going to be your eldest son it's going to be this one
1: yeah you know much like the whole jacob esau thing exactly like yeah it doesn't mean god won't take care of them
0: no but it's just it's not the right person for the job correct you know yeah so the first part of 21 let's get back to where we were talking <laughs> the first part of 21 is talking about the regular priests, not the high priests so that's everybody except for the guy who's sitting in the in the yeah in the high priest chair with all of the crown and then the, the, the anointing like, oil yeah, and all the that. bells the bells and yes and whistles mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it talks about do we want to read i can read I guess it says, and the Lord said to Moses, speak to the priests, the sons of Aaron and say to them, no one shall make himself unclean for the dead among his people, except for his closest relatives, his mother, his father, his son, his daughter, his brother, or his virgin sister, who was near to him because she had no husband for her. He may make himself unclean. He shall not make himself unclean as a husband among his people. And so profane himself. They shall not make bald patches on their heads nor shave off the edges of their beards nor make any cuts on their body. They should shall be holy to the Oh my gosh. They shall be holy to their God and not profane the name of their God, for they offer the Lord's offerings, the bread of their God, therefore they shall be holy. Okay, so the first half is really talking about making yourself unclean when someone has died correct close to you yeah like a close relative and they listed out all the close relatives that a priest can make himself unclean Unclean by yeah and and making himself unclean as in going in and preparing the body for burial touching them being around exactly and doing all those things yes what he cannot do is obviously been strictly prohibited in previous chapters while cutting the edges of your beard mm-hmm. cutting yourself and mourning you know making bald patches on your head i don't mm-hmm. pagans do weird things they did weird things so they can't do anything that the pagans did in mourning but they can mourn for their dead yeah they're
1: close relatives. yeah they can't they can't really do anything visibly no that would you know show that they're mourning like you can't you know we, we talked about this several books ago in genesis i think they would tear their clothes or they would wear a sackcloth or like the sackcloth yes
0: yes <laughs>
1: or like put you know ashes on their heads or whatever like they weren't to do any they weren't to show any outward expression of mourning basically
0: yeah or paganistic outward yeah. expression of mourning um so then we move on to lol i wrote down no pagan mourning practices <laughs> That's what we just said. I know. My notes are all over the freaking place because we prepared for this episode, what, like three weeks ago. Yeah. time ago. We got caught up with 18 and 20, 18 through 20. So anyway, so moving on to who they can and cannot marry. It says they shall not marry a prostitute or a woman who has been defiled. Neither shall they marry a woman divorced from her husband for the priest is holy to his God. You shall sanctify him for he offers the bread Of your God, he shall be holy to you for I, the Lord who sanctify you, am holy and the daughter of any priest. If she, no, we're going to stop there. So he cannot marry a prostitute or a woman who has been defiled. Mm -hmm. I feel like last episode we kind of talked we touched on the defiling of a woman. Yeah. Right. And I feel like we talked about it a little bit before too. It's different from being a prostitute. Correct. You're not, you know, an endless revolving door of partners. That's a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) A person who has been defiled is basically saying, you know, this woman she was ready to be married and was going to be married, but then she was raped or whatever. Yeah, she went defiled through some herself. Type of, yeah. Um, and can no longer be married to a priest. She's no mm-hmm. longer a virgin. This doesn't say that she has to be a virgin though, because I it explicitly says in the next couple of verses who the high priest cannot marry which then puts into more people in play as a widow or a woman who has been divorced so a mm-hmm. regular priest could marry a could non-virgin marry a non-virgin um, i.e a widow or a woman who has been divorced mm-hmm. they just could not marry a prostitute or a woman who has been quote-unquote defiled, defiled yeah which is interesting yeah hmm. what what constitutes the defilement What do you mean? Like it's forced on her? I would think so. Or
1: like somebody maybe who just like maybe is not a prostitute, but like casually has sex because think about like, yeah, the nation is huge. And I know we've talked about this a million times. Like we're talking millions of people who were pretty much born and raised in paganistic culture who are surrounded by paganistic culture and paganistic culture is basically, I'm going to say obsessed with some type of sexual promiscuities and so kind of like in today's culture maybe you know someone who just casually has sex like oh you're going to be married to this person so they do it before they get married or like you know what i mean i honestly don't
0: know Interesting. this is just spitballing studies section of my bible says the priest is required to be holy in the area of matrimony he is to marry a woman of high moral character she may not be a prostitute because that is a defiling profession he is also not to marry one who has been divorced this text does not explain this latter prohibition. Perhaps it acknowledges that even though a divorce is allowed by the laws, a broken or failed marriage always carries an element of falling short of the creation ideal, and the priests are to embody the covenant ideal in their lives as well as their teaching. It did not say divorce; it said defiled. Interesting. Confused.
1: Maybe they're using it kind of like going back to the whole virginity thing. Because if you were married, yeah, you probably were not yeah. a
0: virgin, and like you can be divorced. Defiles a woman. Oh, it's not what it's not what goes in that defiles you is what comes out. Maybe she had children. Are you
1: defiled if you have children?
0: <laughs> if you have children, you're
1: I don't know. Maybe defiled doesn't mean what we think defiled means in this sense. Hold on. Are we looking?
0: Do mm-hmm. we need to pause?
1: Yeah. So I was just looking in our research here on enduring word, and I think basically the whole divorce slash defiled thing goes back to the whole virginity thing. Yeah. Um, Because what Enduring Word says is, you know, it quotes the scripture, they shall not take a wife who is a harlot or a defiled woman. Um, And then it says, um, this meant that they could not marry a woman who was a harlot, a woman who was defiled in some way, or a woman who was divorced. It is unclear if marriage to a widow was allowed. And then it goes on to say, This was another way to illustrate the commitment and purity that was required of priests. A priest under the Old or New Covenant was to only set their affection on that which is pure.
0: Okay. So,
1: again, I think... From what I can gather, of course, this is reading between the lines and just one woman's opinion. This is not like founded in anything. I think probably it just boils down to the fact that if she was married previously, she probably was not a virgin. And because you're not a virgin, you're not pure, essentially. Yeah,
0: you can't be a divorced woman. I feel like maybe, okay, in the event that a woman was to be married, they got married and the guy died before they could consecrate that marriage yeah in that instance he could marry a widow yeah but like
1: yeah and i feel like there will probably be and i think probably this is where some of those weird I'm sure of culturally practices where you have to prove that you're a virgin before you can marry and blah, 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 all comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, like it just says, it doesn't say anything in there about whether or not they can marry a widow. And so, technically, that person would be a widow and not a divorcee. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it, to me anyway, I think it seems like it all goes back to the fact that
0: she has to be a virgin. Yeah. Okay.
1: Is what I think anyway. I don't, like I said, just one woman's opinion. I don't know. It's fine.
0: Um, Verse 9 says, And the daughter of any priest, if she profanes herself by whoring, profanes her father, she shall be burned with fire. Don't go into
1: prostitution, especially if you're a priest's daughter.
0: Yeah. I feel like, you know, the families of the priests were held to a higher standard as well. Exactly. I think. Um, So that's just, what is it? A warning to the daughters of the priests not to live that that type of lifestyle
1: yeah and when you think yeah. about it too even think about like now because it reflects
0: back on them exactly too.
1: think about like celebrities or like politicians and stuff like not only is that person themselves under the lens and under the microscope yeah. and everything but their entire family is too yeah so because people are what do they always say you are a product of your upbringing, upbringing. Mm-hmm. and so people are always gonna i mean i hate to say this and we're not supposed to do this but people are always going to judge you based on you know certain your things. family's actions yeah, exactly. as well as
0: your your children's actions exactly. especially your children yeah actions, because it's your job to raise them great it,
1: exactly and, and especially if you're a priest you're to be raising them to you know
0: not serve god
1: war. yeah basically Basically. yes yes as i think anyone even nowadays should teach their children
0: (laughs) like yep all right so 18 no 10 through 15 is talking about the high priests so Mm -hmm. we were just talking about the regular priests that aren't the high priests now we're going to go into what the high priests can do can and can't do The priest who is chief among his brothers, on whose head the anointing oil is poured and who has been consecrated to wear the garments, shall not let the hair of his head hang loose nor tear his clothes. He shall not go into any dead bodies nor make himself unclean, even for his father or his mother. He shall not go out of the sanctuary, lest he profane the sanctuary of his God. For the consecration of the anointing oil of his God is on him. I am the Lord. So it's going back to that first kind of setup of the first paragraph. It's talking about what they can and can't do with the dead. In yeah. mourning and especially when it comes to like your close family so we know that the high priest was not allowed to go outside of the sanctuary they were not allowed to go out and to f- pass the um what's it called the, the court yeah because he's anointed by god and technically he is further set apart from everyone else so if he were Mm -hmm. to go outside of the court he would then be entering into that defilement of sin Mm -hmm. that has just seeped out everywhere yeah because you know how we talked
1: about like even Excuse me, like tents and stuff being too close to the tabernacle because just the area around the tabernacle was surrounded by you know the people made that area unclean yeah. so the second he like some football terms here broke the plane basically <laughs> through that doorway he would become unclean yeah. and when you think about it if our high priest becomes unclean or is defiled who's going to be able to perform those high priestly duties who's going to be able to go into that most holy place for us you know what I mean who's yep. going to be able to perform the those types of rituals and things that only he could do
0: yep and thankfully he could only like he was only required to do those things on one day a year yeah but like but still still <laughs> and and i it made me think back to the the leprosy chapters that we were reading about mm-hmm. with the people who had leprosy and making sure that you know they the priests set them off into another place and then the priest would come out and look at them if they said you know hey he's doing better come check him out again yeah so that's not the high priest that goes out correct and does that. it's the regular it's Just the other priests other priests yeah. that are there the regular other the Levites, worker the, re- right? the
1: worker bee priests the worker bee, basically priests. yeah
0: because i think too what i've learned from these couple of chapters is that the high priest and then the regular priests, their families also partook in all of the holy Correct. activities mm-hmm. at where they could. Um, and so it was like a whole household type of deal. So it wasn't just like six dudes standing yeah. around doing everything. Yeah. It was a lot of people. Well, yeah.
1: And think about how many priests there would have to be right? too, you know, because I mean, think about like if there's a priest who's doing, you know, assessing, you know, somebody who has some type of skin condition or you know bleeding or discharge or whatever like that there's got to be somebody else then once that person becomes unclean until the next day there's got to be somebody else who can come in and do his duties you know Mm -hmm. and think about too like i always keep forgetting because visuals for me You know, when you see those pictures in Sunday school or whatever, it's always only just ever just a couple dudes. Like we're talking about the entire nation of Israel being millions of people. Think about of those millions of people, there are 12 tribes, right? The Levites. Yes. And one of those tribes is the Levites. So there's an entire tribe of people that are able to be priests. Yeah. I mean, not the high priest,
0: but priests who can perform all these other duties. Yeah. Yep. How did people become other high priests or other priests? probably through the they probably had to study and like do yeah mm -hmm. and
1: And like you had to be able to meet all the requirements we're going to eventually get to yeah as far as like physicality and everything and then if you met all those things i mean i would imagine it's probably not as in depth as what becoming a pastor or something is today but there would have had to have been some type of like education or like some type of you know what i mean yeah yeah And think about, too, the people or the men who are going to be becoming priests. I'm sure their fathers were priests. And so they were, like you said, these families, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. you had these families who were participating in these, you know, holy, you know, events and things Mm -hmm. and partook of, you know, certain
0: Because who wouldn't? Like, if you were a Levite and you were, like, given the law by Moses and that came from God and you were like, oh, people have got to do this, you would want to step up, right?
1: Well, and you couldn't, like, that was their job. Yeah. And so because they did their job, their, I don't want to say reward or, like, their award or how they were provided for was through, like, you know, what portions they were given from the sacrifices, you know, what portions were given from the offerings and things. Yeah. And so that's how their entire families were provided for and so you would think that that's how you would ha- that would i mean that's your job like that's yeah. just you're born into it and then you're raised into it kind of like how when you think about what's the word monarchies is that like the king and queen and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. monarchies
0: like,
1: when you're next in line like you're i hate to say it but you're born and bred to become like the king like that's what you're raised to do you don't know anything else yeah you know yeah so they're probably born born and raised into it like this is just what we do this is our job Mm -hmm. not to say that you couldn't be happy in it but you know
0: yeah i completely forgot moving back to the the daughters of the priests she would be burned at the stake had she been a prostituting yeah person no thank you (laughs) okay terrible anyway terrible yeah so the the i mean
1: obviously that was an issue if you had to clearly state that right like think about all the things that this what is just is came to me these people? like think about all the things that god has given to moses and like not especially, specifically like back in exodus when we were given like the laws this is what you do when somebody does this to you this is but leaves room for discernment but the yeah. fact that he had to specifically state this yeah why
0: he said it a lot and i think the the ritualistic prostitution was a problem i'm sure was a because problem because it was a very there was a very popular thing to do in pagan culture
1: well think about it too if your choice is slavery or prostitution which one's going to give you more freedom you I know guess.
0: i guess but people would sell their children into prostitution
1: oh, no i mean that's happening today
0: uh, yeah but yeah all right let's not get down that rabbit hole again <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so he wasn't allowed to do any of the pagan things of mourning he wasn't even allowed to do the regular things right. of mourning like hanging your hair, I guess, I don't know, and tearing your clothes. Like he yeah. wasn't allowed to mourn for oh, his Oh, well, I said that for the regular priests. I'm sorry. I meant that the high priest. Yeah, the high priest wasn't weren't allowed, allowed to, to do that. that. They weren't allowed to outwardly mourn. Um, Which I feel like if you, were you there, that sermon that our pastor did about death and dying? But how it's not part of the original creation order. Like it's not how things were supposed to be. But death is not this mournful thing. Like they've gone home.
1: You know, I've heard things. I don't know that I was there for that specific one, but like I've heard that, you know, but I think as our flesh. Like it's very hard. It's to, difficult because, because they're not presently them. here. Yeah. You know, with yeah. us and everything.
0: But I think too, with people dying and the high priest mourning for them it's kind of like okay well if the high priest is sad about that then i'm terrified to die yeah
1: then we really need to be upset about it yeah. that's actually
0: a really good point you know what I'm saying? yeah mm-hmm. but anyway kind of
1: like how whenever you have a toddler or a baby and they're learning to walk and they fall and in your head you're going <gasps> but in reality you're just like Yay! You did- <laughs> because if you react then they're gonna react type of thing especially if they're you know that was a really good point i never even thought of that
0: yeah so no dead bodies not even your parents don't defile yourself over that No, nope, um, sorry i feel like too that's a pretty it's pretty practical because do you remember how much stuff they had to go through just for the high priest like the, mm-hmm. the amount of oil they had to pour all over this person like that's expensive and it's a lengthy yeah. process to make it right well
1: and you're the only you're the only you're high the, priest we have you're so the only person that can do it <laughs> plus if you become dirty and then you or i'm sorry not dirty if you become unclean
0: <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> if you become unclean and you approach God, boom, dead. Yes, yes. So and they and he's in contact with God so much that he, it would mm-hmm. be him to die. Mm-hmm. Um, the bells. <laughs> mm-hmm. So moving on to thirteen, it says, and he shall take a wife in her virginity, a widow or a divert, divorced, <laughs> dive. <laughs> oh my gosh. A widow or a divorced woman or a woman who has been defiled or a prostitute, these he shall not marry, but he shall take as his wife a virgin of his own people, that he may not profane his offspring among his people, for I am the Lord who sanctifies him. Virgin wife, no widows, no divorcees, no defiled people as in not virgins, and no Mm -hmm. prostitutes. Mm -hmm. So I guess if if a person, person, if a woman was lined up to marry the high priest and then she was raped and defiled no more sorry it's over it has to be all
1: well then that's to them where the whole thing where okay well whoever defiles her is gonna have to pay restitution exactly Mm -hmm. so that she'll still be taken care of because if she is what's the word attacked or yeah you know oh my gosh what is the word not harassed uh whatever anyway you know that then she will at least be taken care of because it's not her fault defiled yeah is that the word you were looking for it's something else it's a very it's a more modern term i don't know if i think of it i'll say it okay not trauma. nope i don't know anyway
0: i had a question i hope i have an answer okay he must take a wife from his own people does that mean she has to be a levite i would think so from his own people or does it just mean that she he can't marry someone that is not an israelite
1: but at the same time, I don't know because later on, well, you know what? I don't know because that's not of like the
0: Israelite people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it probably can't has be a, to be an Israelite, but I can't don't be of the land of Canaan. Yeah. <laughs> probably has to be part of God's people.
1: Yeah. Let me see if this is says
0: anything so from bible.tv
1: it says he could only marry a virgin israelite woman this was necessary since the high priesthood was hereditary and had to be handed down to a birth son not an adoptee
0: oh okay so it's not just levites it's the israelites the israelites yeah because think about two
1: i don't know when we're going to get into it but it's some oh no we've already gone over the whole incest thing yeah so it can't be a relative of any kind yeah so it would have to be some type of other virgin israelite woman
0: okay so we're moving into the back half of 21 (laughs) which is interesting interesting i guess um so let's read it and then we'll discuss how about that it says and the lord spoke to moses saying this is in verse 16 speak to the Mm -hmm. speak to Aaron saying none of your offspring throughout their generations who has a blemish may approach or oh my gosh let me start over like it's so bad (laughs) okay in verse 16 and the maybe you should read it you can read it go ahead okay verse 16 (laughs) and the Lord spoke
1: to Moses saying speak to Aaron saying none of your offspring throughout their generation who has a blemish may approach to offer the bread of his God for no one who has a blemish shall draw near a man blind or lame, or one who has a or it's one so who, or one who has a mutilated face or a limb too long, or a man who has an injured foot or an injured hand or a hunchback or dwarf or a man with a defect in his sight or an itching disease or scabs or crushed testicles. No man of the offspring of Aaron, the priest who has a blemish, shall come near to offer the Lord's food offerings. Since he has a blemish, he shall not come near to offer the bread of his God. He may eat the bread of his God, both of the most holy and of the holy things, but he shall not go through the veil or approach the altar because he has a blemish that he may not profane my sanctuaries, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. So Moses spoke to Aaron and to his sons and to all the people of Israel.
0: So that's talking about just someone who cannot become a high priest. priest, Correct. Right. You could still be the priest, Mm -hmm. a priest. Mm -hmm. You just could not be the high priest. correct? If you had any of these.
1: Physical abnormalities.
0: Issues going on. Any of them. (laughs) Visible or
1: non-visible.
0: Okay. Because God knows if you are not whole correct right and so even if you couldn't see them you should just be like actually for your own life right no i cannot do this office right
1: because we even talked about the whole being whole in regards to people who were not priests like a woman could not approach yeah, god while she was yeah. menstruating and that was simply because she was not whole yeah you know yeah. w-h-o-l-e
0: <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know yes yes so blind or lame so if you couldn't see or if you couldn't walk you couldn't be a high priest no. one who has a mutilated face i'm thinking i'm picturing like um cleft palate
1: yeah or like wine port is not what they call maybe it. staining yeah. or like a uh, facial
0: scar.
1: Or, or like
0: if you lost an eye as a child i don't know yeah
1: or basically anything that if was you got not, kicked in the face by a horse yeah anything <laughs> that was out i hate to say this but anything that was out of the norm
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah so what if what if like This probably never happened, but it's just a thought hole that I went down just now. (laughs) W-H-O-L-E? No, (laughs) (laughs) H-O-L-E. What if one of the sons of Aaron Mm -hmm. really wanted to be high priest? Okay. And the eldest one was definitely going to take the office. What if he was just like, cut up his face and he was like, yeah, you can't be high priest now. Would he be high priest? Well, I think it would probably go to the whole like, gets his character to do that. Well, and then that other that guy would probably not which be going to too later,
1: eye for an eye. You know? Um But pro I mean, if it's scarred, he probably could I mean, I don't know. This is just me talking, thinking.
0: Because probably you know, not. You know how people like, okay, way back when in like the early monarchies, like they would um kill the children that would be the heirs to the throne.
1: You mean like them trying to kill baby jesus
0: exactly yeah Mm -hmm. like do you think that happened for the high priest position
1: you know what i don't know it wouldn't surprise me honestly but at the same time they were probably all i mean i hate to say this but they were probably all just so conditioned to know yeah that this is who was next and it's a holy thing and if god's in the center of it
0: yeah anyway
1: but i don't know because kind of like yeah i don't know a
0: limb too long what do you think that means probably
1: just means like if some one of your arms is shorter or longer than the other or what do they call you have that baby arms what is that called <laughs> more like you have really really long legs is
0: yeah it- but that's all that's all like proportional like if you have that yeah, i know what condition you're talking about is it like
1: munchausen's or like, Shogun's or something i don't know I don't, anyway but uh, i would think that probably if, if you had like a limb that was longer than the other yeah is what i'm thinking yeah
0: what if you were born like a nub you had like a nub for no nope,
1: can't be high priest interesting sorry
0: an injured Lincoln, foot or an injured hand
1: my son can't be high priest
0: he's not a dwarf
1: he's too small
0: he is very short but he's not a dwarf there are things that make him different from someone who has dwarfism i know and you could see why dwarves would not be able to be high priests. They couldn't reach the freaking altar.
1: No. I just keep telling them that you're the
0: size that God wants you to be. King David was small. Zacchaeus he was. was small. Yeah. So. I mean, that's what happens when you choose to procreate with a man who does not break five foot. Anyway. Did he break five foot? No.
1: He <laughs> says he did, but there's no way. He wore lifts in his shoes. There's no
0: way. There's no way. Anyway there's no way so a hunchback
1: you're done what Not is a, a hunchback? hunchback it's literally a hunchback what i picture is like you know older people get it, osteoporosis you know when you have a literal hump in your back yeah or scoliosis maybe because can make you hump over and have a lump a you in hump, your back you have a
0: hump in a hairpiece yeah i mean did you say what so did you have a hump A hump in a hairpiece? A hump in a hairpiece it's from friends so oh <laughs> <laughs> nope don't get it <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway a dwarf or a man with a defect in his sight a defect in his sight you had to have perfect vision what does he mean by defect like probably one eye is blind or yeah
1: or like you could see things clearly
0: can't see things clearly yeah
1: like you would have to be able to see like things like you're clearly. nearsighted
0: or farsighted you have to how see would they
1: t- yeah i don't think that they how were looking they at that? that right and like was nearsightedness and farsightedness was did de-evolution get to that point yet
0: i'm sure it did you think yeah but anyways because how will
1: they test that and how will they i mean there's a way for everything
0: because too a lot of people who don't who have glasses don't know they need glasses until after they get them you know
1: i knew before that's why i went to the eye doctor mm.
0: I have perfect vision, so I don't know how...
1: And you... If you are not having your vision tested every year at your doctor, you should be. And then if it's abnormal, they'll send you to an ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist?
0: Optometrist?
1: Optometrist, ophthalmologist. They're both eye doctors. One can just do surgery, I think, and one can't.
0: An itching disease.
1: Scabies, eczema.
0: You think? Eczema? Yeah, I I just read something, actually... or Or scabs
1: i mean maybe i wait i was waiting until you asked the question
0: itching disease disease an itching disease what i think
1: of is like maybe psoriasis because that leaves psoriasis yeah very physically visible yeah Yeah. eczema physically yeah yeah and even, like, two, do you think these are all things that disqualified you from becoming, a per- like, a high priest in general? Or, like, 2 they're also talking about temporary things as well. Because you could get a rash, an itchy rash, but then it'd be gone. You know what I mean? Or, like, scabies, and then it'd be gone. Does scabies go away on its own?
0: Mm, yeah. Does it? It can. <sighs> um, but an itching disease makes me think it's, like, long-term. Rather than like a bug bite. Yeah,
1: that's true. So that's what makes me think eczema, psoriasis. Yeah. I don't know of any other. Itching disease. Itching, like chronic itching diseases.
0: Lice, crabs.
1: Is that chronic though? Yeah. Those are pretty acute. Yeah. Because they can okay. be treated. Can they? Yeah.
0: How? In ancient times, how can you treat lice?
1: Scoop them out. But you can't get rid of all of them. No, that's true. They didn't have Vaseline to suffocate them. Yeah. Or peanut butter. Or peanut butter. Ugh anyway Ugh. or scabs 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 do you think they mean like acne maybe i don't know scabs or like uh blisters like you know what i mean mm. or like because like when i'm thinking like too also when we talked scabs about like go away yeah but if you have like cystic acne yeah, Two Like, I mean, one may go away, oh, but there's it's so prob- painful. Oh, yeah. But there's probably another one that's going to pop up and take its place. Yeah. It's as, as terrible. As that is to say.
0: scabs. Well, maybe they had scabies and they just scratched themselves raw.
1: It's true. But that you would think that that will go away, though.
0: I don't know about scabs, but the crushed testicles one gets me. Okay, tell me what you found. How do you think... I didn't find anything because I don't want to look it up. I'm thinking How do you think that happened?
1: I'm thinking like crushed testicles in a sense of like, maybe they were only born with one or... What's it called when they don't like... Ascend? Yeah. Yeah. And they can get like...
0: I'm thinking literal physical crushed testicles though.
1: I mean, I'm sure that that would prevent it too, which is probably exactly what it sounds like.
0: Because they work with big animals. A lot of animals, yeah. Yeah. Farm accidents happen. They do. Especially if you're trying if you're trying to sacrifice something and it just kicks you. Yeah. Think about like a bowl
1: or like mm. you know. Fresh testicles isn't the Bible. Or maybe two, they it also means in a sense like sterile.
0: That would make sense. Because even though that would make sense that would make a lot of sense. You know? No, I don't know. If he was sterile, because then how would you have a priestly line. exactly who would then
1: because if you're going to be the high priest that means that you if you had a son they would be then then the, the next, next high, high priest. priest and yeah. so if you didn't have a son like that line ended with you and it would have to go to your brother or whoever yeah relative wise was next mm. so maybe it meant that maybe it meant both
0: if like you had a outward. physical
1: yeah if you had a like a physical abnormality and also too if everything looked okay on the outside but it wasn't functioning okay on the inside if there was any kind of issue too How because that's still i really feel if you like had ed uh maybe? i feel like they would yeah. between aaron's sons and like i'm sure that aaron's sons were not the only priest to die because they approached yeah. God when it was when they were unclean. Yeah. So I'm sure that probably I I mean I hate to say it but uh fear of dying. If they knew that they were unable to perform. Yeah. Why would they lie about it because to do that if they were just going to die? You don't know that you're
0: sterile until you go to try to yeah. have children. And I'm sure
1: maybe it's like a thing where if you God knows where your heart is. Yeah. You know what I mean? and yeah. He knew that you genuinely did not know. Yeah. That you couldn't, but you would have to truthfully, genuinely not know. I
0: you know what bothers me? They'd have to marry a virgin wife, but it didn't say they had to be virgins.
1: I'm sure that they were.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You remember the the working women? Exactly. Yeah, I think we're going to get
1: into that later in the in the Old Testament, where the priests are sleeping with the. Anyway, I think in the beginning it was. I'm sure it was okay, <laughs> but
0: I don't really know. I can't. Yeah. I can't speak for them. Yeah. So only the high priest was able to put the bread on the the show stand, on the table of bread. What? 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 How do we go from normalities <laughs> straight to, so... It says, he may not, he may eat the bread of his God, both oh. of the most holy and of the holy things, but he shall not go through the veil or approach the altar because, wait... <laughs> he shall not wait he shall not come near to offer the bread of his god There uh, you go. that's where i <laughs> looked at it <laughs> I was so confused sorry oh. yeah you can't you can't be on you have to be unblemished yeah really and you have to be whole yeah and this whole thing to be like, high priest yeah
1: and i had this written down as it's like and that is this is not to to say it's like as a punishment or like to make you feel bad it's because you just you can't approach god in an unwhole state yeah in an in in imperfect unfit. state in an impure state like you just you can't or you'll die yeah so
0: and it's not to say that god never wanted you to be high priest because these ailments and these deformities and things don't come from him they're not punishment yeah. for past sin of your yeah, ancestors exactly
1: so and then I think, too, that the fact that he still allows you to be a priest in general, mm-hmm. giving you a job, still providing for you and your family. It's like, yep. you know,
0: that was 21. Did you have anything else? No. 22. Still talking about the priests here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It says, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, speak to Aaron and his sons, so that they may abstain from the holy things of the The people of Israel, which they dedicate to me so that they do not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, if any one of all of your offspring throughout your generations approaches the holy things that the people of Israel dedicate to the Lord, while he has an uncleanness that a person shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. None of the offspring of Aaron who has a leper's disease, a discharge may eat of the holy things until he is clean. Whoever touches anything that is unclean through through contact with the dead or a man who has an emission of semen and whoever touches a swarming thing by which he may be made unclean or a person from whom he may take uncleanness. Whether his uncleanness may be the person who touched a thing shall be unclean until the evening and shall not eat of the holy things unless he has bathed his body in water. When the sun goes down, he shall be clean, and afterwards he may eat of the holy things because they are his food. He shall not eat what dies of itself or or is torn by beasts, and so make himself unclean by it. I am the Lord. They shall therefore keep my charge, lest they bear sin for it and die. Thereby, when they profane it, I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> basically, okay. all that to say what? <laughs> yeah,
1: basically all the things we talked about many many moons ago. We talked about like with what animals what bugs were clean and unclean what made a person unclean how you became clean again i think pretty much just kind of like if you become unclean don't partake in the holiness.
0: yeah but like the whole first half of that was talking about um you shall abstain from the holy things of the people of Israel. So the the holy things that they had consecrated to God, mm-hmm. that God made holy. So you're talking about the altar burnt incense, you're talking about the tabernacle itself, you're talking about the table of showbread, the altar, you're mm-hmm. talking about the what is it the lampstand lamp stand. and like yeah. all of that stuff the altar of incense and all of those things they should separate themselves from that and not come into contact with it unless absolutely necessary for their job unless
1: yeah they're prefer yeah performing their duties
0: because they are holy and they are The the items are holy, and they are dedicated to God, and they, the priests, can also profane it by being in such close contact with them, even if they are clean slash unclean.
1: Yeah. Well, we remember, again, too, bringing up yet again Aaron's sons, what happened when they approached Mm -hmm. God and the holy, you know, just because they thought they could. You know, they profaned it and were unclean, and... So that's just don't do it. Basically, uh, respect yeah. is what it boils down to. Treat I think, with respect. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. They be with yeah, Be careful with or be scrupulous about.
1: Right. Don't be, oh, yeah, I'm going to just go in willy nilly and do this because I can.
0: Yeah. They have to separate themselves from the holy things. That's not to say that they cannot eat of the holy bread because that mm-hmm. is their due. That's what's given to them by God. They can eat of that when they are clean again. Yes. But in their uncleanness, they cannot. Right. And basically, that was the whole gist at that whole...
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, if you become unclean at lunchtime, you can't eat until it's the evening has come and you've bathed, Yep. then you can.
0: Yep. And it's specified what could make you unclean could be a person could be a bug yeah <laughs> could, pretty much could be a dead body yeah
1: all the things we talked about Earlier. episodes ago yeah. yeah about what things were clean and what things were unclean and what constituted something making a person or another thing unclean or yeah. whatever
0: yeah so it's really just separating themselves from the holy things and and keeping in their cleanness when consuming the holy bread yeah um the whole cut off from my presence So that's not cut off from your people. So Mm -hmm. if you approach God, or if you approach the holy things, or if you eat the holy bread while you're in a state of uncleanness, you'll be cut off from his presence, as he says. You're going to be cut off from my presence, meaning, enduring word says the meaning of this expression is clarified by another that is frequently used in the Old Testament to stand before someone, which means to serve someone. So the words to be cut off from before someone means to no longer be allowed to serve that person. You're fired
1: oh you're done
0: you can't be a priest anymore and that's like like you said that's a giant warning yeah that's a giant blow like if you were a priest your whole entire family Family. that's your job and if you're cut off from god's presence you can no longer longer be a priest Mm -hmm. you have to get out how are you going to provide for your family where are you going to live what are you going to do gonna have to go to that hole gonna make sure that you're clean and you abstain from the holy thing exactly (laughs) follow the rules right okay i mean i don't i personally don't think he's
1: asking for a lot here guys come on
0: (laughs) (laughs) you want to read 10 through 16
1: yeah so 10 through 16 says a lay person shall not eat of a holy thing. No foreign guest of the priest or hired worker shall eat of a holy thing. But if a priest buys a slave as his property for money, the slave may eat of it and anyone born in his house may eat of his food. If a priest's daughters marry. If a priest's daughter marries a layman, she shall not eat of the contribution of the holy things. But if a priest's daughter is widowed or divorced and has no child and returns to her father's house, As in her youth, she may eat of her father's food, yet no lay person shall eat of it. And if anyone eats of a holy thing unintentionally, he shall add the fifth of its value to it and give the holy thing to the priest. They shall not profane the holy things of the people of Israel, which they contribute to the Lord, and so cause them to bear iniquity and guilt by eating their holy things, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Mm. Okay,
0: so it's talking about regular people. Of Israel, mm-hmm. um they are not allowed to eat the things that are given to the priests by God through the sacrifices, through the offerings, offerings. and all of that yeah. stuff. So the bread, the the grain offerings, the peace offerings that mm-hmm. the, the priest takes their portion. Like yeah. they, the lay people, as in other people who are not priests, yeah, or the high priests and their families cannot cannot eat. So if you have a visitor, no, no. If you have a person who you have purchased as a worker in your house that is now part of your household, yeah. they, they can, can because they are considered part of your family. Correct. Which is very different from what we think of as slaves Yeah, in our yeah. society. Exactly. Um,
1: but when you're, you know, if the priest has a daughter, when she's growing up, she can eat yep. and partake. But if she marries someone outside of the priesthood or the priestly whatever
0: if she does not marry another priest yeah
1: then she can no longer partake
0: no, either no but if she is widowed or divorced without children and she, she come comes back. hell she can come back
1: and be partake. under the protection yeah. of her
0: father again correct she can partake in the yes. in the holy, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the holy food the holy food the holy food hf holy food
0: holy food sorry
1: everyone else byof bring your own food <laughs> excuse me do you have a
0: microwave i can just heat up my meal no get out <laughs> okay i feel like that was pretty self-explanatory yeah and i the think punishment oh, was there a punishment uh
1: i don't know i just want to say one more thing about the whole daughter marrying a layman or marrying... something else that we
0: missed but go ahead. okay
1: so for this one too i think it's also like pointing out or ironing out the fact that when a woman marries a man they both leave their families and their. Yeah. starting or creating a new family
0: so yeah that's yeah that's just another thing yeah I, I feel like back was it is it is- israel that they like cling to the male's family yeah like she would move in with yeah. him yes and yes she now was part of because their 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 household included ex- a lot more extended family rather yeah. than
1: yeah and so she would move in with his family
0: like her in-laws yeah basically mm-hmm. yeah but nowadays that's not how it is <laughs> it's not how it is nowadays nope you what cleave from your mother and father and cling to your husband or yeah. wife and you create your own central unit exactly
1: and then your um, son's wife moves in with you mm-hmm.
0: your son's wife moves in with you because
1: mm-hmm. you know you're now your. your-
0: I was talking about what we do now. Oh, yeah. If my son is getting married, he can get his own house.
1: <laughs> my son's going to grow up to be retired and live with me forever. So he says.
0: I'm so- fine with that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, We also skipped over that if you eat it unintentionally, like in your heart, you unintentionally ate the holy food.
1: Yeah. You didn't mean to. You didn't mean to. You went into the kitchen while everyone else was still visiting in the living room. You didn't know it was the holy food.
0: Yes. They have to basically give back what they ate as well as what a rest of its value. Yeah. A fifth of its value. And i be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Here's a back and everything and more. I'm like, I regurgitate it for you. <laughs> okay.
1: It doesn't say that. But you, no. yeah, you probably had to do that. No, I'm
0: just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, like if you ate a piece of bread. The beginning gave... of bulimia. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. That's terrible do well, so you ate like a piece. Of, no, if you ate like a piece of bread, and then you were like, "Oh crap, this is the holy food." You give back a piece of bread that's not the holy food that you made, and then give five pieces more with that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Just make a loaf. Just, just give a whole loaf. Yeah. All right, moving on. Are we yeah. on acceptable offerings? Acceptable offerings. Does this chapter ever go? No, I just want to say Leviticus. I feel like we say this about every chapter. Yeah, we were we talked Such about Genesis. this last night, though. We did. It's just I feel like it's mentally
1: exhausting.
0: It's so much technical so stuff.
1: draining. That's exactly what it is. It's all technical things. It's like the instruction manual. Which is
0: perfect, which is why it's here. Which is great,
1: and we need it, but it's really hard to get through. It's very hard to get through. If you are a new believer or you're new to reading the Bible, I don't recommend you starting in Leviticus. (laughs) That's just a personal opinion. It's great, and it's wonderful, and it's the Word of God, and I have learned so much. Yes. It's just hard to get through.
0: Yes. If you're a new believer, start with the Gospels. They're the best. Mm-hmm. I love the gospels. I could read them literally every day. Yes. Specifically with John. I like John. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, moving on to acceptable offerings, acceptable offerings. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel and say to them, when any one of the house of Israel or of the sojourners in Israel presents a burnt offering as his offering for any of their vows or free will offerings, they offer to the Lord. If it is to be accepted for you, it shall be a male without blemish of the bulls or the sheep or the goats. You shall not offer anything that has a blemish for it will not be accepted for you. And when anyone offers a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord to fill, to fulfill a vow or as a free will, Oh my God, to fulfill a vow or as a free will offering from the herd or from the flock to be accepted, it must be perfect. There shall be no blemish in it. There shall be no blemish in it. Animals blind or disabled or mutilated or having a discharge or an itch or scab, you shall not offer to the Lord or give them to the Lord as a food offering on the altar. You may present a bull or a lamb that has a part too long or too short for a free will offering, but for a vow offering, it cannot be accepted. Any animal that has its testicles bruised or crushed or torn or cut, you shall not offer to the Lord. You shall not do it within your land, neither shall you offer it as the bread of your God, as any such animals gotten from a foreigner <laughs> since there is a blemish in them because of their mutilation they will not be accepted for you <sighs> good god almighty basically
1: this just all goes through pretty much the same thing Sacrifices, yeah the sacrifice what what is not acceptable
0: yeah what it is has not to be acceptable? without blemish and perfect for a burnt offering um
1: again same similar to the priest no physical abnormalities no physical abnormalities you, it can't be one that you got from a foreigner or a stranger
0: it can be as long as as long as it's not castrated okay if you purchased well, it with your own money and it is not castrated fine you can offer it perfect but they but god literally says you will not do this in your land you will not castrate your animals in your land okay so they won't castrate their own animals if they purchase an animal from a foreigner it has to be uncastrated uncastrated it has to be whole which i don't know why even in that's like in that time why they would want to castrate their animals I think because that's they...
1: exactly what he's saying
0: yeah i mean i get it now if you want like a goat for a pet you don't want it
1: yeah because we don't no i don't think i want to
0: <laughs> they're bigger than the
1: animal itself <laughs> oh my
0: gosh like, it looks like an utter.
1: <laughs> like, it's so bad. I probably have and just thought it was an utter. <laughs> now that
0: I'm thinking about it. Anyway. So, it must be perfect. Correct. The Hebrew word here literally means complete, whole, sound, unimpaired. It's the exact opposite of defective. So, you can't... Correct. It can't have any ailments. Um, the one exception to that is if the limb was too long or too short then you could give it as what was it a free will offering offering, but not anything else correct everything else had to be perfect
1: that's all i have to say about that
0: yeah 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 there was something that i read okay yeah it says unfortunately this law enduring word says this by the way unfortunately this law with the law that says that the animal sacrifice had to be perfect was abused in the days of jesus where priests sometimes disqualified an animal for an insignificant reason then the corrupt priest might require the purchase of an approved sacrificial animal at a dishonest high price uh as in here here's my goat that i'm offering no you cannot offer that but here i have a selection of goats that you can purchase this for is where the
1: table flipping uh-huh yeah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pharisees bunch of pharisees <laughs>
0: yeah but i don't really have anything else about that do you
1: no i literally have nothing for the rest of this chapter like nothing specific
0: okay uh moving on it says in verse 26 and the lord spoke to moses saying when an ox or a sheep or goat is born, it shall be remain seven days with its mother. And from the eighth day on it, it shall... Oh my gosh. Can you read? Mm-hmm. Victoria can't read today. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> they are.
1: 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, when an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall remain seven days with its mother. And from the eighth day on, it shall be acceptable as a food offering to the Lord. But you should not kill an ox or a sheep and her young in one day. And when you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, you shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord.
0: Keep going. No, that's that's fine. We can read that last. Okay. So to offer an animal that is less than eight days old is an an unnecessary cruelty to the animal. Right? You just came into this world. Hey, you're two days old. Let's slit your throat.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope. Not happening. <laughs> it's
0: unnecessarily cruel. Correct. Um, and it was likely performed in pagan sacrifices. I'm sure. As well. Uh, did it say something about f- sacrificing a mother? Yeah, you
1: can't sacrifice a mother and its offspring in the same day.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that was to imitate a Canaanite f- fertility ritual. Hmm. Remember where, where the kid was buried? It was boiled in the, in the mother's milk
1: oh yeah yeah okay fertility
0: ritual yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay i don't have anything else okay Okay.
1: 31 (laughs) so you shall keep my commandments and do them i am the lord and you shall not profane my holy name that i may be sanctified among the people of israel i am the lord who sanctifies you who brought you out of the land of egypt to be your god i am the lord
0: yes
1: and that's it he was basically saying Follow my rules because, yeah, I'm the Lord your God.
0: Keep His commandments because of who He is, of what He is, of what He is, what he is doing, and what He has done. Boom, 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 boom. That's it. That's it. Just do it. Just do just it. Just, just do it. do it. Or else, <laughs> literally. Or else. Or else. Straight to jail. Straight to jail um is it favorite verse time
1: i think so are we fine with 22 i think so so our favorite verse was leviticus twenty-two twenty-two, <laughs> which says <laughs> which says animals blind or disabled or mutilated or having a discharge or an itch or scabs you shall not offer to the lord or give them to the lord as a food offering on the altar And I think I just like that. And we like this verse because it just reminds us to give our best to God because God gave us his best, his son, Mm -hmm. Jesus.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: So on that note,
0: I would like to be a goat that is born with a deformity in ancient Israel. Please. Thank you. (laughs) one but not the limb one because you could still uh not that one
1: <laughs> maybe just like one eye or something <laughs> missing a horn
0: right is that defective if they're missing a horn yeah it's a physical abnormality i would I assume guess. so you know how many things could happen to livestock in the fields how yeah. easy it is for them, them to get injured yeah that's why being a shepherd or a shepherdess was like a lot of work. pretty ba yeah all right. So on the next episode, we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapters 23 and 24, and that will be up next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed the time we spent in God's Word, and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening.